the Chicago Bulls, the late 90s, Michael Jordan, or as some call him, Horton <laughs> Jordan. We're going to talk about it all on this episode of Series Finale, all about The Last Dance on ESPN. Let's find a show we never seen before. Series Finale. Start at the end, yeah, that's where we begin. Series Finale. With Jack, John, Paul, and Zach. Big laughs and even bigger cats. Come with us to the end, the end is where we begin. Series Finale. Hello, kings, queens, and folks. It's the series finale podcast, the only podcast where three comedians discuss the final episode of a show they've never, never even seen. I'm Zach. I'm Jack. I'm John Paul. And uh, every Sunday we discuss a new finale. If you check us out on Patreon.com for $5 a month, you get a bonus episode where we talk about a premiere. But this was the ultimate finale. It was a finale <laughs> about a finale. A docu-series, some of the only sports-related content to come out during quarantine. It swept the nation. Uh, at this point, it's pretty insignificant culturally, but it was <laughs> for about eight days a big, it was big. Yeah. deal. It was, it was everyone big. was talking about it. I would li- I listened to MMA podcasts. They talked about it all the time. Really? And, yeah, they would go on and on about the last dance. So I, I felt knew. super connected to it because I was worried that you know when we went into quarantine, we had to do some Zoom episodes. Yes, and I was feeling like maybe that was our last dance. Ooh, really? You know? Yeah, and I was concerned that we might never get to be in person again. But Jerry Krause brought the team back together. Yes. We're all here. We're all here for the first time in like over two months. We're all right. in the same room. It's good to be back. So the idea of the last dance was Bulls GM Jerry Krause, although this setup had won him six championships in eight years, told everyone they'd be fired at the end of the year. <laughs> and actually, this motivated them to win. So they all won. And then no matter what, Phil Jackson would not possibly be rehired because he apparently had a... Uh, a personal problem with Jerry Krause. Right. And this is in 1998, correct? Yeah. We watched the last episode of this docuseries, so it's sort of... I, I kind of know the backstory a little bit, but I'm, I wasn't sure why Jerry Krause decided that he wanted to get rid of everybody. I mean, they, they go over it a little bit on the episode. They? Like, they play the vid- little video from, from Michael Jordan, and he basically says that, like, they weren't going to be worth, like, their market value. Right, It's just right. they were going to cost too much money, you know? Like, a certain... Quarterback with the number twelve, Tom Brady. <laughs> Don't, God, I can't wait One, two. for the ten part docu series <laughs> on Tom Brady. They say Tom Brady is the next guy, the next person that this per- the next uh, the next guy that was well, focus on. I mean, on. when it comes to athletic icons, it's literally Jordan and Tom Brady. And okay, I don't want to be rude and get, I know you're gonna say and this. get I know you you're personally no. upset. I don't want to. I get know you. you're gonna say this. No. I knew you were gonna no. say this. No, you take discussion of Tom Brady to be a personal <laughs> attack, but I want to discuss his role in the culture as Tom Brady. Michael Jordan became so much more than Michael Jordan. He starred in Space Jam, and he Ted made two. Ted two. Oh, Tom Brady. Okay, all right. Well, wait. <laughs> And he created a line of shoes that became unbelievably popular. That became like the standard. TV twelve is literally curing cancer with certain water. Oh I my got a god! Guy. Mineral I got a water. That's a point. That's a good point. No. Yeah. Also, they... he's curing coronavirus with special vitamins. <laughs> right, dude. Uh, I, I he believe in a proactive 
approach to your antibodies. <laughs> Little Bow Wow made a movie called Like Mike. You know what I mean? Children all over this country wanted to be Michael Jordan. It seems that mostly adult men in New England want to be Tom Brady, <laughs> okay, but well, he doesn't have that much of an appeal. Let's I talk hate about to say. It then. Let's talk about it. If Tom Brady were black, would he be as popular as Michael Jordan? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think he would, do you? Because Peyton Manning, who is a white man, is more popular than Tom Brady nationally. Who he do, is. Who do you think is a more generous tipper, Tom Brady or Michael Jordan? <laughs> and we should point out that we're talking about this because earlier we were discussing a Joe Rogan podcast. With Steve Sharippa, Bobby Bacala, and the founder of Uncle Steve's Sauces. Go what check a shout out to Uncle Steve's Sauces. And he was apparently very loose-lipped with who he thinks is a poor tipper. Apparently Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen are not great tippers in Vegas. And Scottie Pippen goes by, they call him No Tippin' Pippen. <laughs> and uh, they call Michael Jordan Horton Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> but we we wouldn't know either way because we've never served either Tom Brady or Michael Jordan. Yeah, and so we've never we have served no in the U.S. military. <laughs> right. I will say Tom Brady does feel above the law by practicing in a public park during a lockdown. So I would say... <laughs> oh, damn it. I got nothing for you against No, jo my, uh, Tom Brady is likely not a tipper because his diet is so strict that it's unlikely that he goes out to eat. Mm. That's Boom. Interesting I idea. just jujitsued us out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that maybe uh, the tipping comes from the breadwinner, his wife, Giselle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I Why think are you guys doing They this? go out to dinner, and Giselle's, I, I like, Giselle's like, I got it. I no, think I'm not trying. Can we say sports-wise, Tom Brady is the equivalent to Michael Jordan? Yes, culturally, he's not even sports, close. Culturally, I'll give you... He's the, not... He's close. He's not as... He's not as big as Michael Jordan. I would love to ask, like, on nationwide followers, are there people in Utah who look up to Tom Brady? I think, dude, there's one video of um, Tom Brady online that I think everybody should look up. And it's him getting choked up talking about his dad. And I think if everybody saw that, they would think, wow, this is a good man. Nobody's I think there's one video online of Tom Brady you should look up. And it's where he hawks fake pills to stop <laughs> coronavirus for $50. He Check that one never out. That'll make you think this is a really good guy. He never <laughs> says it cures it. He's just trying to get your immune no, system No, I think the situation with Tom Brady... Is Tom Brady intentionally tried to cultivate one? He doesn't love being overly sharing in media, even right, though how certain interview. Appreciate. We I call do appreciate, but it holds you back, right? He cultivated his uh, brand to be like he would only do Uggs, he would only do things that he thought were luxury brands. <laughs> Peyton Manning, he'll hawk for Papa John. He doesn't care, <laughs> but, but you still see Peyton Manning more often. You get a connection to him. Nobody feels no. a connection. Do to Tom I Brady. agree that like? Dumber right-wing Americans like Peyton Manning, yes, that is true. But the more liberal, the more nuanced human is mm -hmm. a fan of Tom Brady. If you think liberals <laughs> love Tom Brady, you must be drinking some of his pills <laughs> because they definitely don't. Literally the face of celebrity support for Trump in 2015. He has since <laughs> lost the title, but early on he did. And I don't knock Tom for any of those things. I merely point out he is not Michael Jordan. <laughs> Should we call him Shady Brady? Shady. Gordon Jordan, Shady Brady, and no Chip and Pippin. Shady Brady is definitely a good <laughs> That's fine. No, you're right. The, it, it, you know what? Shame on me. We wow. were supposed to be talking about black excellence. Yes. I was talking about white mediocrity. Yeah. yeah. And, and Michael Jordan, this did remind me how much I loved Michael Jordan as a kid. Because I had a little Bulls, a red little Bulls jersey yeah. with tw 23, and I loved Space Jam. And it was, I used to like shoot the hoop and be like, Jordan. I'm Jordan. I, I was actually Jordan. 
Kobe. I think I might. <laughs> if I asked my parents, though, I think they would say I was more of a Pippen fan. Really? I, I think I like love Scottie Pippen. I was actually. He has a more fun name for an eight-year-old to say, Scotty yeah. Pippen. Scotty Pippen. Yeah. I love Rodman. I think oh. Dennis Rodman legitimately, like, is a cultural icon, and yeah. not just because he's a joke. But I'm gonna bring up some Chuck talk from Billions. Okay. Oh. Chuck loves to obsess over the Overton window by talking about his <laughs> B- the BDSM, window? the window of things that are acceptable behavior in polite society. Mm-hmm. Right. Chuck is a hero. He shifted the Overton window by yeah. talking about his kink in public. Yes. Right. right. Dennis- now, now we're talking about Chuck Rhodes from the show Billions, which we discussed <laughs> on the Patreon, yeah. and Chuck famously in the show. He's a kinkster who, like, he... He's, he's a, a submissive. Yeah. Right. He's a submissive kinkster. But he shifted the Overton window of what's influential. Now, I would say those people, <laughs> marginal <laughs> characters who shift the Overton window, are more influential and impactful mm. than mainstream people who kind of relish in the grand nature of public right. adulation. I would say Dennis Rodman has done more for this country than Michael Jordan. You think really? when he like dressed, got in a dress and By married himself? By being that level of free and able to be himself, mm-hmm. that yeah. allows other people who want to be themselves in whatever way to do that. Well, I want to point out that in the documentary, we can hear what people thought of him at the time, and Bob Costa like goes off on De- Dennis what Rodman any chance he gets. He calls his off-the-court off the antics, uh, quote, a tired dis- like a tired distracting display. He just he just goes out of his way to like slam Dennis well, Rodman off the court. Well, it is pretty it's so like you couldn't even fathom it in today's sports that like, before a game 3 somebody took a detour to go on WWE. <laughs> I mean that WCW. is like WCW. That that is truly <laughs> he that skipped was shocking. practice. Yeah, yeah. like that way, if that happened in today's sports, it would be bedlam on sports talk radio. It, it probably yeah. was then, too. Yeah, oh, I'm sure yeah. they loved it. They must have eaten it up because he skips practice, and then they see him with Hulk Hogan hamming it up. Hulk Hogan, by the way, uh, secretly not a big fan of Dennis Rodman's <laughs> style, his type, you know, the NBA player. Right. That, But that also kind of shows that maybe what Hulk Hogan said was not really who he is. <laughs> I am not going to defend Hulk Hogan. I don't. Uh, to be honest, I don't even know what I'm defending exactly. Uh, do you, do but you know what he said? Did he use that word? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. So just kidding. Then he's. Uh, he, he basically said he didn't want his daughter dating N words unless they were rich basketball players. Oh, so he was a fan of Dennis Rodman. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You know what? Now that I think about it, he, Dennis Rodman was the kind of guy that he could get behind. Jesus. But that- Rodman took a lot of heat for dyeing his hair. He was a crossdresser, right? Doing all these things that weren't accepted, and he was tons doing of them. piercings. Totally a coxman, though. I mean, yeah. the amount of women he he's married to Carmen right? Electra in the documentary. He has Carmen, Carmen Electra in it. And Carmen Electra, so hot. He has her lick the NBA title or that, kiss it. Sorry, kiss yeah. it. Is Dennis, I was projecting. Is Dennis Rodman <laughs> uh, bisexual? I don't uh, think so. I, I think he just I likes to wear so women's he, I don't think so either. I think he's kind of like. Um, I think he's like a Dave Navarro light, where he like projects an air of fluid sexuality, but he's not. I think he's pretty much cis straight. I male. would say though, Dennis, I would not be against you and your buddy fucking a woman at the same time, and if your penis is touched in the same hole, he wouldn't be like, "Wow, I'm gay." You know, he'd be like, "Hey, let's roll." I mean, that wouldn't make you gay anyway. Oh, so no, no, so you were talking about some of the activities, like what these players would get up to off the court, kind of this idea of a party with Dennis Rodman. <laughs> what shocked me was Jordan shows up to practice on game one of the NBA Finals, and he prepared by having a couple beers 
in smoking a cigar <laughs> Played some before piano. 45 minutes of athletic activity. That makes no <laughs> sense I wonder to if me. that was true. Well, I, I thought you guys would love that. The cigar smoking? Cigar smoking was sick. I mean, there's cigars. So there, It's basically an ad for cigars. The whole show. <laughs> Dude, everywhere Jordan goes, Jordan is a spokesperson for Brothers of the Leaf. And he is a smoker. And cigar aficionado sent me an email about The Last Dance and... and <laughs> Paired it up with a second exclusive interview with Jordan. Really? About cigars? Dude, Jordan loves cigars. Jordan, uh, in his interview, he talked about he like kind of married his second wife, who is Cuban, in part because she was associated <laughs> she had with cigars. To yeah. Cuban cigars. Like, I love going to Cuba to visit my wife's family our and smoke cigars. Are cigars why he supported Bill Clinton so fervently? Did he? Did he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing is, I don't think... I think that's where Michael and Tom are somewhat similar. They don't really... Talk politics very often. Republicans buy sneakers too is one yeah. of Michael Jordan's most famous quotes. But I don't, I don't know if he, know if he even that. said it. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's one of those things that he might not have said that people just went nuts with. <laughs> like I just heard of this thing called the Mandela effect. Have you heard of this? Yes. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like where pe- people have a, a giant shared delusion. Yeah, that like Nelson Mandela w- has been dead for hundreds of years. Yeah, there's a bunch of people that thought Nelson Mandela died. The Berenstein Bears versus the Berenstain Bears. Oh, you know what another one is? Walt Disney's frozen brain. That never happened. Right. Walt Disney is buried. He what does not have a frozen head. Walt Disney didn't like Jews, though. <laughs> yes, that did happen, and that's shameful, and Disney Corp should own up to it. Yeah, yeah and they, by owning up to it, they should have... The Last Dance for free on their website because it's they very sh- annoying. And they should let Woody Allen direct their next ten movies. <laughs> that would be enough. Uh, it'd be a good way to to atone. <laughs> I don't know. It should be. It should be. It should be Jumanji three. Woody Allen's Disney movie would literally be like a parent <laughs> adopt a child, then the mom dies, and it's a beautiful love story. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, ants was ants a Disney or no? Uh, I think that's a, a Bug's Pixar. Life. A Bug's Life was Disney. Yeah, uh, ants was uh, ants was DreamWorks. Oh, okay, oh. DreamWorks was baller. They did Shrek, right? Yes, they did do Shrek. Ants was bad though. I didn't see it. I wasn't allowed to. So then, what do you? You weren't mean? allowed to see ants. I bizarrely was Allen. not. I'm wondering. I'm bizarrely. Were you allowed to see a Bug's Life? Yes, we were a Bug's <laughs> Life house. We took a firm <laughs> stand. No ants in the house, but we were all. I think because it was spelled like ants Z, and it might have been rated like PG instead of G. My parents thought it was a seriously offensive thing. So, John Boy, you're not a huge sports fan. Did you find this interesting? Yeah, I did. I actually did find it interesting. It had some pro wrestling in there, which I liked. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Um, I just found it interesting to kind of, and I I loved seeing. I mean, I love seeing the insane ferocity of the Utah fans. You know, yeah, they're playing the. Oh, and by the way, I want to mention this. Uh, it's all about Michael Jordan. It's all about you know Scottie Pippen. It's all about uh, Dennis Rodman. But we also get a little bit of stuff from the Utah Jazz, the people they're playing in the final uh, series. Right. Among them being John Stockton and Carl, Carl Malone. Right. And I wanted to point this out. <laughs> a lot of people forget this. Carl Malone. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel used to do Carl Malone bits on the Man Show. When he did them, he would do <laughs> he would do full body blackface. Yes, Wait, he would. Dude, he I'm, would. I'm remembering that he would do blackface, but was his entire body. No, that was on that was on the Man Has Show. Has it come up? I don't think it's come up too much yeah. in the because last few years. Jimmy Fallon's blackface just, got in just yeah, came up. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I'm saying. We could get on the ground floor of this one and wow, take down dude. Jimmy Kimmel. Dude. We should we should see if. 
Jimmy Fa- Jimmy Kimmel will bring it back yeah. for the last dance. We could tweet at him and see if he'll bring it back. He, they should have done interviews of Jimmy Kimmel in Carl oh Malone. My God. And the bi- I think the really sad thing about it is that he dr- he did full body blackface and he. How do you know it was full body? <laughs> Why do you emphasize full body? Because is he, it, he sh- like, you can see his arms and his lo- his shoulders yeah. and everything. And I think he would wear he would like wear, a he suit. Would, he would wear a prosthetic penis. <laughs> <laughs> he did full body blackface and he also portrayed Carl Malone as very stupid. Yeah, well, like, that's right? like the the famous Carl Malone, like, um, what is it called when you reenact somebody? Impression. Impression. Impression is uh, like, oh, I'm Carl Malone. I'm Carl Malone. I think I've even <laughs> seen it on SNL with like, just to be like, I'm, a, uh, I'm Carl Malone. That's like all he could say. Well, that was the only exposure I had to Carl Malone was Jimmy <laughs> Kimmel. <laughs> Pretending to be Carmelo, and when I saw him in this, I thought he came off like super class acting. Because after he's a great basketball, player. after the series is over, oh, he comes yeah. onto the bus and he congratulates the Bulls. I also like I liked Carmelo, and when he's portrayed in this, it's pretty good. Well, that's the thing too is like you forget that all these NBA guys are friends. Like yeah. they're super competitive with each other, but they are like friendly. It's a small club. Yeah, exactly. But Carmelo, like some crazy story came out. Like he he. Fucked like a thirteen-year-old when he was what? twenty-one. What? Yeah, he has a kid with a thirteen-year-old when he's twenty-one in like the early nineties. Damn. So Jimmy and Kimmel did the right thing. <laughs> yeah, and so he like and he like went into a paternity lawsuit. Like Carl Malone, bad dad. He has like six kids that he had no connection with until like a couple years ago. The parents decided not to prosecute him because they were just Why? like, I don't know. <laughs> they they were pretty much like they like forgave him. I, I dude, I think it's. We're looking at it through a different Wait lens. Wait a minute. Are you saying <laughs> Carl, Are you saying Carl Malone's an ephebophile? I I think that, that might, might be, be pedo, low, bro. yeah. <laughs> I you know, I don't know, but Carl don't do that again. And um That's good advice. Carl, <laughs> you took the wind out of this podcast. <laughs> Can we commit that if Carl Malone assaults another child that we will we will do Carl Malone face to <laughs> just to no. get justice no, no? no? that's I not a good way to do it I will say this if Carl Malone tries to come on this podcast it's not allowed wow I will say if Carl Malone um, maybe attacks I, another child we will do a topless comedy show and raise awareness. <laughs> I'll say this. I think Carl Malone, by calling himself the mailman, has brought dishonor to the U.S. Postal <laughs> Service, which is now under attack. I, you know, and I feel kind of like a dummy because I was just talking about how he seemed like such a nice guy. I didn't know that he had a child with well, a teenager. Well, I will say we actually don't know that any of this is true except Jack telling us. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, that was the thing. I was excited to see Carl Malone on it, and I remember like seeing little clips from the show before. I watched it and um, then like looking and people like ESPN like posted Carl Malone like he's still beloved but like immediately the first comment is like well you should have told him not to have sex with the 13 year old there's like people freaking out about it and it was 30 years ago <laughs> I <laughs> I'm not a, for it but it seems like I don't think I think it would be pretty much national news if Carl Malone was still fucking kids <laughs> I mean I, I just think I don't want to <sighs> ever talk about or think about Carl Malone again. I'm not oh, canceling Carl yeah. Malone. Yeah. He's what, just, what do you see? I'm there? not involved with him. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, but Carl, I, we, we need... Uh, this is not good, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> but he has a... The good thing is, he now has a relationship with all of his kids. And there was like some article a couple years ago about him like re... Stepping back into his kids' lives and not like just... Not acknowledging them. 
<laughs> I don't know what his relationship was with the 13-year-old anymore, but... It could be <sighs> paternal. I don't know. Right. <laughs> so... Okay, so this... We'll have... We'll <laughs> The next, the next ten Disney movies are directed by Woody Allen and Carl Malone. They co-direct them. <laughs> they co-direct them together. I guess. But they're all rated NC-17. It's now Disney oh, for adults only. Jeez, Louise. All right, I let's, let's please let's talk about something else. Yeah. I was actually in a, um, uh, a, I was on a team like this when we sort of documented our final days uh, on our way to a championship. You were wait you you had your own sort of last dance moment. I really did. It was pretty interesting. I was a young woman, fresh <laughs> out of, <laughs> fresh out of college, looking to join the women's national soccer team. I was a top tier goalie from New Mexico State. I was asked to try out for the 2016 Olympic team. Nice. I was so excited when I got there, though. The tone was way more intense than I could imagine. Hmm. Hope Solo was constantly yelling at me <laughs> and telling me I was a dumb whore bitch. Wow. That would never take her spot. It was pretty rude, but as a rookie, I took my beatings and my lickings. <laughs> <laughs> Megan Rampone insisted on eating my sweaty box after every <laughs> practice. <laughs> I am a team player, if nothing else. Wow. I was giving Hope a run for her money, and she was getting nervous. It seemed as though she was finally being slowed down by her giant labia. (laughs) (laughs) As a young lady with a fresher labia, I was slick on the field. Hope sent some of her family to break my legs like Tanya Harding did to Nancy Kerrigan. Nice. But when they tried, I said no and talked them out of it. Mm. I was persuasive like that. They said, you know what? We're going to tell her tonight at the family barbecue. I could see the fear in their eyes, though, knowing Hope (laughs) wouldn't take it well. (laughs) When Hope heard the mission was incomplete, she beat the shit out of her family members (laughs) and even did some elder abuse. Wow. I thought this this would surely secure my spot on the team, but I I then found out the hard way. That when it comes to sports, winning trumps violence to loved ones. And the media looked the other way. Wow. I now, I retired from soccer. I now am a slightly famous influencer on Instagram as a bisexual married mother of three. But recently I've been getting a lot of pushback because it's been found out I was a pillow princess and haven't (laughs) been with another woman in five years. But still consider myself bi and use that to up my clout. (laughs) Wow, Damn, dude! Yeah, what a story. So, uh, was your name as a sock a female soccer player just Jack Burke? Yes, I <laughs> I took the Dennis Rodman approach. I was sort of fluid with gotcha. my, my sexuality. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Um, the la- I was also involved in sports. Really? Yeah, I, I had. I'm a shocked because you're very unathletic. I, had, I well, <laughs> it didn't involve athleticism, as you'll see. I was a professional gambler. <laughs> <laughs> in the year 2021, a lot of things happened in the sports world. People were starved for live entertainment, and they were willing to call anything a sport. <laughs> so seeing an opportunity for an image rehab based on his fame of the movie 21, Kevin Spacey started a professional <laughs> gambling team sponsored by DraftKings. <laughs> I was willing to join to help a fellow Portuguese-American. We were getting close to the championship match which was a bet on the Lowell, Massachusetts Open Swing Dance Championship. <laughs> My old high school classmate, Michael Shaponik, situate high school class of 2012, was a world-renowned ballroom dancer, and he was wow. a contestant, so I thought I had an inside track. I conferenced with Michael, and I came up with the perfect bet. I told Kevin that we should put 
uh, we should take the over on the male twists that night during the last, <laughs> during the final Foxtrot. The over under was five. We took a large position, $3 million, and it was wow. off to the trenches. Oh. Wow. As couples were twirling and swirling around the dance floor, I saw Michael and his partner. Suddenly, Michael slipped, tripped, and broke his femur halfway through the routine, oh, 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 having God. only hit three twists. Wow. Kevin was pissed, and I went into retirement. <laughs> in retirement, I began gardening in my hometown of Situate, Massachusetts. <laughs> I was very righteous about how I grew my own food and how all you sheeple eat Monsanto food <laughs> and are going to die from poison. <laughs> Three years later, I died from cancer after it turned out that the soil in my backyard was heavily contaminated, and I would have been better <laughs> off buying Monsanto products. Damn. I'm so sorry. did Kevin Spacey kind of like take out his anger on you after yeah. after that went down? Uh, yeah, he encountered, he cornered me in a Martha's Vineyard bar <laughs> later on <laughs> and beat me up. Do you think Spacey will get a movie deal with Disney? Like Woody and Carl. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think Spacey would be a better fit for ESPN, a network. You know, maybe, I remember Dale Earnhardt Jr. had his own movie. They make films sometimes. Oh, I think really? they should do yeah. the Kevin Spacey What's story. What's the Dale Earnhardt movie? Is it like a I narrative film? I think it's called film? Three. Yeah, it's a narrative film. And what's it? Is it about like a guy who's like getting off heroin and living in New York City? Or yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I remember seeing one shot. It was like Dale Wait. hungover, yelling at his wife. Does he? Is he in it? No, it's a it's a fictional movie. Because he's like, dead, right? Yeah. Oh. Dale Earnhardt Senior is dead. Yeah, Junior is still rolling. This was about Senior. Oh, uh, gotcha. Rest well, in peace. I'll tell you this. I was. Uh, I had my own last dance moment. Really? In 2002, I was driving my van across country in a form of protest trying to, draw, <laughs> trying to legalize gay marriage. I called my van the bug chaser in what I thought was a little lighthearted humor. However, the gay community did not find it funny, and they condemned me. <laughs> One morning, I woke up in the parking lot of a country club and noticed a banner outside that said McDonald's and figured it would be a good place to get some uh, double quarter pounders when I saw a Korean man and woman screaming at each other outside. I rolled up to gawk at them, and the man stormed off. The woman came up to me and asked me to help her for the day. It turned out she was Pak Seri, a golf sensation from Korea, and I was at the McDonald's Women's <laughs> Open of the LGPGA. I hoisted her clubs as her caddy, and we hit the links as I caddied for Pak Seri. <laughs> Together, we were unstoppable, and we dominated the course, and Pak Se-ri won the 2006 McDonald's Women PGA Open. <laughs> we grabbed some quarter powders and went back to her hotel room to celebrate, and after we each had one glass of champagne, I suggested we make love. Pak Se-ri would not agree to traditional sex, but we did engage in mutual masturbation from across the hotel room. <laughs> From that day on, we were inseparable for years, living together, traveling together, and masturbating together. In 2006, Pak Se-ri knew her career was on the back end. She had joined the LGBTA eight years the LGBTA <laughs> eight years ago, but I told her to suit up for one last ride. The morning of the 2006 McDonald's LGBG, LPGA Open, we hit we had breakfast and had a mutual masturbation session oh before we God. hit the course. I was there like always to carry clubs and provide support, but on the last hole, but on the last hole, Pak Seri was shaken. She needed to chip out of a water hazard onto the green. She excused herself to go to the bathroom, and I figured that she probably needed to relax for the mutual masturbation session. <laughs> so I followed her. But when I got to the bathroom and spied on her, I saw that she was on a FaceTime call with Kim Jong Un. 
It turns out that Pak Se-ri <laughs> was a North Korean <laughs> was a North Korean spy sent here to <laughs> infiltrate the sports world. North Korea had deduced that the most skillful game in the world was women's golf, and therefore that women's golf would surely be the most popular sport in the world and the best to infiltrate. <laughs> Pak Se-ri, when she saw me spying, savagely beat me like I was at a Hope Solo barbecue. <laughs> And left me bleeding and bloody before she went out and won the final LGPGA Open of her career. The last major tournament she ever won in 2006 before retiring in 2016, having changed women's golf forever. When Pak Se-ri joined the LGP- LGPG- LPGA, there was, <laughs> she was the only Korean golfer. And now, 10 years later, at the end of her career, there were 45 Korean women golfers in the LPGA. Wow. That's a pretty amazing step. Yeah, that is. <laughs> did you really do research on Pak Se-ri? Yes, I did. You've been really <laughs> loving uh, the Korean people recently. That's true. I'm thinking about moving. <laughs> Converting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It, it, Pak Se-ri, sh- I, I don't remember any stories about her. Well, she younger. has a couple Carl Malone stories. <laughs> <laughs> she fathered a child. <laughs> <laughs> Oxary is the Carl Malone of women's golf. <laughs> That's why she Jimmy left Korea. And yeah. Jimmy Kimmel used to do an impression of her on his show all the time. <laughs> he would tape his eyes back. Oh, oh no good. Um, what else happened in the last dance that was interesting? I, uh, Michael, what did you think of Michael? Is he a likable guy or is he a dickhead? Because a lot of people came out of this thinking he was a dickhead. I thought he was. The last episode, he's just a goofy guy who loves to play basketball. They almost never even show him interact with his teammates yeah there's one moment where they're putting on shoes and he's saying something to his teammate but oh, i yeah. can't tell if he's actually reading him a riot act or just no. horsing around. i think he's kind of i think he's sort of funny and sort of just fucks around with people yeah oh is that carl malone <laughs> is that jimmy kimmel as carl malone <laughs> that is jesus <laughs> i can't even believe that that went how has that not come up yet <laughs> Has it, is it in the news? We yet? can break it. We can break it. Uh, I yeah, I think that uh, a lot of people just saw Space Jam and they thought that Michael Jordan was probably like his character in Space Jam. Nice guy, saves the world from aliens. But in this documentary, you get to see him be a little chippy, a little mean. You know, he's not the nicest guy in the world, but why would you be? Right. He's pretty, he's such a ferocious competitor. But uh, you know what I did love? He's still upset that they didn't go for a seventh ring. It like the the last like five minutes are sort of him contemplating the what ifs like if he had stayed another year if Jerry Krause had stopped um, trying to disband the team and like if Phil had stayed and he's basically like he's he can't help but be like I think we would have won again like he has this like deep like sort of pain in his eyes talking about that seventh ring that he thinks they could have won yeah I like what I like the part portion of the interview when they say is it is it um is it elation to go out on top or is it maddening? He goes, no, it's he, me. It's like, it's maddening to go out on top. Cause you like, I think we could have done it again. Um, and you basically need a loss to make it. Well, he no. got him. Jordan got his losses. He's then no, played no, for the wizards he, in two yeah, underwhelming yeah. years. <laughs> like they, that's no, no, I agree. But he like, he got him with the wizards. I, they, it, it's more interesting for the team to lose their seventh. Yeah. yeah their yeah. seventh game. Like the new England Patriots. The Pats have lost to some, but they yeah. they won their last one. No, Tom Brady's last season, they didn't win a Super Bowl. Oh, right, right, but they never even got to the Super Bowl. Well, they lost. I don't know why you bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
My favorite. Play he didn't was, have the weapons. They tried to. <laughs> they tried to portray Jordan as a Zen master. That's kind of the theory that That's Michael true. is so Zen. He had the mental abilities above everyone. He's always present. And my favorite way. This episode opens with an interview of someone in the back of the house talking about how Michael Jordan is so zen. He's always present. He's always in the moment. Yeah. And it's overlaid with a clip of Michael walking through the hallways, blocking out the present moment with headphones <laughs> on his Walkman, and then uh, just answering to reporters, could be yes, could be no, could be maybe. Not <laughs> even doing, in the moment. He's doing a little bit of Theresa May strut as he goes into the, <laughs> as he goes into the thing. Yes. Speaking of... Maybe we should think about a meme meme minute. minute. A meme minute for for the the last last dance. dance. For sure, dude. Um, Okay, okay. Okay, how about this? Jordan crying. Oh, But it's not Jordan crying. It's Jimmy Kimmel as Carl Malone crying. (laughs) (laughs) How about this? You know that new meme? I'm bringing that in. The dog, jacked dog, and then little dog. I haven't seen this. Uh, Jack um, Dog, Little Dog. There's like a, a Yorkie upright with like abs <laughs> and muscles. And <laughs> okay. then it's next to the little Yorkie. So jacked <laughs> muscle Yorkie, Michael Jordan, wispy mustache, which he also had a Hitler mustache at one point. <laughs> Not good. And then little dog, Tom Selleck's full bushy mustache. Oh, okay. I, I kind like of feel like Jordan succeeded in... Like I think Jordan Jordan did look pretty good with the Hitler mustache. He did. Jordan's got a great look. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Great look. Wait, do you guys he didn't have a Hitler mustache in this, right? No, no, he didn't. no, no. But that it was, was just on. it was a Steve McConnell style. Just a little pencil <laughs> yeah, yeah, mustache. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all right, um you imagine McConnell on the on the ninety eight bulls? <laughs> I, I, could you just fucking play the game? You're terrible. <laughs> um what's it? Michael Jordan memes. Uh, oh yeah, I'm struggling. Scroll oh, 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 okay. Sc- uh, waiter comes up with the bill to hand it to to the table. Okay. They said gratuities at the bottom. <laughs> Scotty Pippen. I right, I'm a head out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got one. Um, scroll of truth. Yeah. Okay. Carl Malone. He run. He's running. He was running. <laughs> he grabs the scroll of truth. Carl, this is your child. Ninety-nine point nine percent positive te- uh, paternity test reading. Carl Malone throws the scroll of truth. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's it not does. a bad meme. It's, it does. <laughs> I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna let me try to do a non-racial meme. <laughs> That's not a racial meme. Well, we have two memes in a row. We're pointing out they don't tip and they don't, they're not good fathers. <laughs> no, specifically <laughs> Scotty Pippen. Yeah, you're, okay. you're, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> Dennis Rodman power fist. Ooh. Grabbing the hold, a hand of Hulk Hogan's power fist. Ah. What are they coming over together? Their love of wrestling. Ooh, that's All pretty right. good. That's positive. Non-racial it, meme. Okay. Uh, <laughs> last shot of the game. Last shot at last shot of the game. One point four seconds left for the Bulls. Steve Kerr. I I'm a head out. Oh Steve Kerr, white man who is unable to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Kerr has like an insane amount of championships. I it's know. Like ridiculous. Steve um, Kerr is a great figure in basketball, I would yeah. say. Okay. Um let's see. Okay. Uh AOC in the SUV. Ooh. The Rock driving, leaning back. AOC, are you excited to head to the Bulls game? AOC responds, uh, what kind of game do a bunch of bulls play? Bullfighting <laughs> is bullfighting is mean to animals. <laughs> <laughs> Rock looks back with disgust. Okay, Michael Jordan driving. Ooh. AOC in the back. Nice. 
uh, Michael Jordan driving AOC. Oh, where Michael Jordan? So how's uh, being a congresswoman going? It's going well, Michael. I appreciate that you're going to donate money to me. Michael Jordan, Republicans buy shoes too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Jimmy Kimmel as Carl Malone driving. <laughs> In the back, Carl Malone. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel, third panel. Jimmy Kimmel's Carl Malone doing the superhero sweating thing. <laughs> That's good. Oh, oh. W- what about um? Okay, the the looking back, the the like the worried little muskrat. You know that like little guy. <laughs> okay, like, okay. I, I think. don't know it. He's like, he's got like the weird eyes, and he's like, it's kind. of, I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah. If you're uh, listening like, to the audio feed, he's like, he's <laughs> he's like scared, scared like muskrat, like. Whoop. Is it like the looking over thing? his shoulder? Looking over his shoulder, muskrat. Okay. <laughs> um, me talking about MJ as the goat. Looking over his shoulder, muskrat. LeBron James. Oh. Because he's not happy about it. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I okay. have no comment on LeBron versus MJ. I think those debates are kind of stupid. They didn't play in the same era. It's fine. Yeah, well, that's not going to be good for sports talk radio. <laughs> no, I'd love that, <laughs> Colin. And the thing is, once you're the greatest, it's hard to unseat the greatest. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know who was considered the greatest before Michael, but when he left, everyone agreed he was the greatest. Probably Kareem or M- Mike yeah, Magic yeah. Johnson mm-hmm. or um, Larry Bird. I think <laughs> he's <laughs> Larry's definitely in the worst NBA mustache discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A blonde mustache is cute. Oh, it's so nasty, dude. <laughs> Larry's mustache is gross. <laughs> I think a blonde mustache looks good. Yeah. Um, another thing I Bring like. Bring it back, Jack. I want. I'm trying to think about like what I like. I, I love. There's a. There's a part. Is this your Deepak Chopra? No, no, no. Phil Jackson is like the 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 show itself is like. It's such a well done documentary. I love the interview styles. They have such cool footage. Meme. Ken Burns entered the chat. Oh, <laughs> dude, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Why Ken Burns hated it. He did? Yes, he didn't like it. Because Ken Burns is apparently self-righteous and decides anytime someone else makes a popular documentary, he has to weigh in. Yeah. You know, well, not he's, everything he's has to be a Ken Burns documentary. Why, why didn't he like it? I forget. I've heard some people criticize it because they thought they gave Jordan a lot of uh, control over how it was going to come out. And well, it's his story. It's celebratory. But why? what's wrong with celebratory? This, why can't we highlight positive things? Well, I would say that some people would say that uh, the criticisms that come from it would be that it's... Uh, when you let the when you when, when you kind of let one person dictate what the story is, you might not be getting the full story, right. obviously. But they, he doesn't. I mean, they interview like hundreds of people. I yeah. mean, Barack Obama is an interview. Do they person. want to tell the Carl Malone story <laughs> to hold <laughs> Because it might not be pretty. <laughs> right. We can get Jimmy Kimmel on. There were for that. definitely some people that were upset about it, but it's like. Also, if you're going to sign up to be, a, like, I, they're saying Scottie Pippen wasn't happy with the way he was portrayed about it. I know. I but wish some of these people would just become wrestling fans and come to the realization everything on TV is fake. It's okay, Scotty. Right. This doesn't affect your life, your you're, portrayal. You're a, you I don't know. If you, if, you have the, if you have the most popular documentary in the country out and you don't, and you think it's like telling a lie about you, you probably but don't love it. You also signed up for the documentary to do the interviews. You had to know that they were going to spin There's it a chance, the way yeah. that they were going to spin it. You know, and it's like, 
It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You won six rings. You're worth $100 million. I disagree that it doesn't matter. I think that if you want to be upset about it, you can say that. Who That's do you totally think should have told the story? Who do I think should have told the story? Ken yeah. Burns. <laughs> it should have been, been the story of the last dance should have just been slow push-ins on photographs of Civil War veterans <laughs> while, while like fiddle music played in the background. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, all right, why don't we do a uh, Deepak well, well, Chopra? Well, I do want to talk about one seed. I, all right, all right. I love... Well, this is my Deepak Chopra then. And maybe you guys can expound on it if you want. My Deepak Chopra moment is, at the end, they talk about like Phil Jackson. He has the whole team come together and write down what they took away from their experience with the Bulls, right? And then put it into a coffee can, and they light it on fire. And it's like, they, every guy who talks about it is like, it was like this sort of special moment. And it's yeah. just so interesting. It's like you don't think of coaches doing things like that, mm-hmm. right? Like I can't imagine Bill Belichick put, like telling guys, put your hopes, dreams, and fears in a, on a can. You then know? Ken Burns enters the chat. It was dumb. They should have <laughs> showed the <laughs> national parks. No, but <laughs> I just thought that was like really beautiful. I think Phil Jackson would be a great hang. What did you think of uh, when – when Phil Jackson said that they punished Carl, uh, fun- they punished Dennis Rodman for bringing fame and disreputation on them. What do you think he was talking about? Oh, dude, about? his his answer to the media, they kept saying, "Is this distracting uh, to th- from the finals?" He said, "It's not distracting us. It's uh, distracting you." Apparently, I know. I like that. Yeah, yeah. You fr- uh, there? That was like another thing I read about the show. Is like it reminds you, like MJ was like amazing with the media. He was very like a lot of people played like like posted like different clips of MJ with the media. He was like funny, very yeah. quick, and easily like turned things on the media. And was like I, I don't know I, I I forgot that that was part of his like dude style. the media. Oh, this is my Deepak Chopra moment. Is another media moment is after Dennis does that, the media is trying to bum rush Rodman after <laughs> the game. <laughs> yeah. They sneak Rodman out, and there's a clip of Rodman running out the door <laughs> being chased by reporters, and then he gets in like to his lifted pickup truck and drives away. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that was actually pretty good. It's a good thing it didn't end out like Princess I love Di. the media. I really do love sports media. You've got 90 people running after Rodman. Why? He's just going <laughs> to say, uh, I, there was more money. It's not interesting, and it's not necessary. Dude, it's, people are obsessed with it. Look at Utah. They what were if this, going But nuts. this was back when they were probably all newspaper reporters, which you think is the only true news which is what some people said about jordan's fame can you imagine the level of fame he had and there was no social media yeah right. but yeah, I if think there was social media around he might have he might have like not be as beloved today because yes. he might have been he might have gotten like on some like uh some sleep pills and just tweeted something crazy <laughs> right no he wouldn't be as loved today because it's too diluted now like yeah he would be competing with like 30 other he would, somewhat he would, he, he would be compete. Yeah, he'd be competing with like esports and all the stuff right. that but people like now. He'd be, he'd be competing, competing with, with serious uh, podcast clips. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's tough. Impractical Jokers, Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, I can't even remember the last time I watched a basketball game on television, start to finish. Oh, those finals, maybe the 20, 2015 NBA finals. I watched I one think or I two games. I watched the Celtics. They were in it last year. I watched that. My deep box show Start moment. to finish? Oh. I, I, if the Celtics are in the playoffs, I'll watch every game. They're a lot of fun. And, and if you care, like, if you pretend like you care, it's fun. Fun, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, and it, it, like, hurts you when they lose. And it feels good when they hurt you. You feel like you feel Chuck Rhodes. <laughs> you see, like, just pee. I, I was asking uh, Marcus Smart to piss on me. <laughs> um, What's your My Deepak Chopra moment was going to be the very nice moment when Carl Malone showed a lot of class. <laughs> 
and sportsmanship congratulating the bulls on the bus. But I didn't know that he was going to go up to his hotel room and hang out with an underage girl. So I guess my new Deepak Chopra moment would have to be um, would have to be seeing uh, older Rodman and for s- and very tactfully not bringing up the fact that he hangs out with Kim Jong Un. <laughs> Apparently, there's a whole thirty for thirty that's just about Rodman. That's pretty interesting. He's definitely dude. He wasn't even that tall, and he's an amazing rebounder. There on the on the, like Instagram, there's been oh. like these crazy stats of like oh weird stats from games, and like there was a game that. Um, Rodman had, I think it was like 26 rebounds, zero points, really? zero steals, <laughs> zero blocks. It's like the man was an animal when he it came to rebounding. He would just get the ball and then pass the it. Other yes. thing I love, piece of game footage I love from this, was uh, Dennis Rodman like tying up Carl Malone. Did you guys see that? Yeah. And that like, was amazing piece of footage. That was incredible. He was just like a, a Just like a Jackie Chan-esque like falling all over yourself and like keeping Carl Malone yeah, on the plane. Yeah, he tripping him. Yeah. I think all of us felt that that was because of Carl Malone's history. <laughs> well, do you think there was after that they slap each other on the butt? Do you think that Malone was thinking about a thirteen-year-old when he slapped the butt? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do uh, let's do role play. All right, I'll be Ken Burns. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be I'll be MJ. Okay. <sighs> let's see. Do you want to do Jimmy Kimmel as Carl Malone? <laughs> I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say uh, you hmm. do want to. <laughs> I'm new Jimmy Kimmel today. Okay, okay. 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 Uh, so, wow! I want to thank you guys both for coming onto the show. It's wonderful to have you guys here. Yeah, uh, it's uh, feels really good to be here, uh, Jimmy. I appreciate you having me on the show, but I actually do want to railroad this entire interview by showing you this clip from uh, a show you were on in the early 2000s. Excuse me. Yes, right here, folks. This is Jimmy Kimmel and Carl Malone. It's a photo of Jimmy Kimmel yes. having sex with Carl Malone. <laughs> we are actually making a new documentary about this, folks. It's going to be very good, right up there with my country music documentary. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel, we have Guillermo. We've already interviewed Guillermo. We've interviewed Guillermo. We have um, uh, Adam let's Carolla. The, let's, cut the, let's cut to that clip right now. Hey, yes, I am Guillermo. <laughs> You have some questions about Jimmy Kimmel? Do you remember, (laughs) could you describe in your own words the relationship between Jimmy Kimmel and Carl Malone in the mid-2000s? It's very loving. It's very loving. They love each other sexually. You don't don't think it's offensive that... Why is Michael Jordan in the (laughs) interview? I took a class Michael, at New yeah. York Film Academy. Michael is actually the assistant director <laughs> of this film. Oh, like how uh, like how Woody Allen and Carl Malone d- uh, co-direct the Disney films? Hey, I'm just saying I couldn't have Carl get an Oscar before me. <laughs> You're very competitive, huh? I, <laughs> I'm the most competitive man you've ever met. <laughs> That's a good cigar. Yes, it is. I think it's from one of your countries, Nicaraguan. Okay. <laughs> Ken Burns, what are you going to go? Why are you asking uh, the Guillermo, <laughs> I think it's time for the question we've all been asking. You appeared on the Jimmy Kimmel Show allegedly as a Mexican security guard. Jimmy, we know you're under there. <laughs> we know it's makeup. We know it's a suit. This is tough. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Why don't, uh, why don't we give this show? 
I give it a 9.5. Very enjoyable in only 52 minutes. You can't knock that. Yeah. yeah. I give it a 9. Yeah, I'm going to watch the whole thing at some point in my life. Wow, you think you're going to watch it Definitely, all? Definitely, dude. This will be a it's, first. It's, very, it's also nostalgia driven. 90s fashion was amazing. The hats. I'm going to, I got to get, take a, I'm going to give it a 7. No, I'll give it an 8. I'll give it an 8. Pretty well made, but uh, it's disgusting sports propaganda. And. <laughs> Too much FaceTime for Carl Malone. <laughs> 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 All right, good night, America. Good night, Uri.